Hey, Chris Manning here from the Locked on Cavs podcast. Coming up on today's show, Evan and I are going to talk about Cavs Media Day. The Cavs season is getting closer and closer and closer. Uh, we are back in person at Media Day, getting to hang out with a bunch of our, our media colleagues and talk to a select group of players. We'll dive into that and also hear and talk a little bit about Kobe Altman and J.B. Bickers have had to say in a 30-minute or so scrum from the Cavs general manager and head coach. So a lot to dive into, uh, but let's play a little, our little intro and we'll get into it. You are locked on Cavs, your daily Cleveland Cavaliers podcast, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. All right, we're back. We're live. It's muted. Almost end of September. Um, Evan, before I we I ask you how you're doing, just want to remind people the best way to support the pod right now: go subscribe on YouTube, smash that subscribe button. Season's getting closer. We're gonna have a ton of great stuff for you here on the Lockdown Cavs channel. Um, whether you're listening or watching on YouTube, but if you want to support the show, you're listening again. We have enough listeners every single day here that if you get us to our goal, you could do that by just going and subscribe right now if you have not already. And I know there's a bunch of you that haven't because numbers don't lie. But Evan, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. First off, I want to thank everybody for joining us post media day. Chris and I are very tired, but we appreciate it if we are your I, I don't hashtag know if first. Oh, yeah. First listen. Hashtag first listen. Hashtag first listen of the day. If you're watching us on YouTube, if you are your hashtag first watch of the day, also means a lot to us both. It really, really does. Your continued support means a lot. Chris is able to get his fifth. I cut it fifth Cybertruck. We had no media access like the folks at Locked On Mavs did, but yeah, alas, I'm good though, man. All things considered, um, I'm going to get my third COVID vaccine on Friday. Um, I think that's a little uh, controversial to take in the NBA sphere. Well, that's a good um, segue. So let's just let's just hop into that first. So yeah, let's just hop um, into it, man. The Cavs are a progressive organization, well, despite how Larry Nance Jr. feels about. Well, Cleveland. he well he said what the quote that he had that I showed you at media day was about Ohio, and he's not wrong if you want to look at the political landscape of it all but basically the, the covid was one of the big nba stories and obviously i think everyone has seen the bradley beal comments the kyrie irving situation in brooklyn uh celtics coach uh their new head coach judoka um has a breakthrough case despite being vaccinated so i mean what i even when i we went to media day today one of the things on my list was i want to kind of get a better idea of the vaccination status of the team because it's important. i'm shocked you were like one of the last questions for Kobe and JB's media <laughs> well, I, availability I thought I, the, and you were the first well, one so here's the up. thing so I asked about it and I asked Kobe and JB and I got a short answer but they basically said Kobe I asked them if they were happy with the number of players they and they had vaccinated and they said yes we will be at 100% to paraphrase we'll be at 100% within a few weeks so essentially the whole team is going to be vaccinated now you ask people could be listening or watching and asking why this matters Ohio and Cleveland specifically does not have some of the same uh, legislation and mandates that some of the other markets in the NBA have, aka Brooklyn and New York, aka San Francisco. What's going on? With Andrew Wiggins out there. The Cavs don't have that. When the Cavs travel to those markets, if they have, if they happen to have had an unvaccinated player, that player wouldn't be subject to those regulations because they're just traveling in and yada yada. But to to yeah. to reach back to like uh, the NFL. One of the things that really struck with me was like when Baker Mayfield, for instance, was talking about it was like it's a competitive advantage to be vaccinated, right? If you can have a hundred percent vaccination rate or team or close to it, 
and be, I mean, frankly, listen to the science and just be healthy. Like you're, you're potentially like you, you're not putting yourself at risk of missing a key player for a long stretch of the year due to COVID. And mm-hmm. I don't want to get into like some, like you can go check out locked on wizards, go check out locked on nets for like the analysis of those teams. I don't want to dive into that, but I thought it was locked on nuggets yeah, because Michael Porter's the, the anti-vaxxer yeah, well, game yeah, just well, got yeah, yeah, max right, right, right. So. There's a lot, there's a lot going on in locked on warriors. Obviously, if you want to go check out the Wigan situation, there's a lot you can go dive into. Or listen to locked on Buccaneers, which I think Tampa Bay is the only NFL team that's 100% vaccinated just because I think Bruce Arians and Tom Brady intimidated everybody into getting vaccinated. Yeah, and like, I mean, and I make sure yeah. he's like, listen, we're a Super Bowl team. We got to defend the title. And like, like Baker said, it's a competitive yeah. advantage to have your team fully vaccinated because like right now, Kyrie Irving cannot play or in practiced. Brooklyn and he cannot or practice in Brooklyn. Andrew Wiggins can no longer practice. He was able to practice one-on-one with Warriors trainers, but he's no longer allowed to do that. He cannot play 41 games in san francisco like i don't know if teams will void checks because of this like this could get really murky really fast like there's going to be a lot of interesting developments on how things go like i don't know what dc's policy is but like brad beal could have some implications on this as well but then there's like travel situations too i mean like the Cavs are going on a west coast yeah. road trip well, Kobe but, talking about but that again too. like the regulations yeah, yeah the regulations don't apply when you when you go there so if the Cavs like have someone in that time span that still hasn't gotten their vaccine or isn't you know depending on your timeline like one of the things with other markets is like Okay, they could get the one dose and be good technically, but like if they get one of the two, if they get the Pfizer, they're in the Moderna, and then it's a two dose situation. Then, like you can get there. So I, I think that was to me, Evan, just notable. Like, Chris, are you a Pfizer fanatic or Moderna I, I have mommy? A, I, 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 I was hit with the Pfizer. I have the Pfizer. I'm, I'm the Pfizer fanatic too. It's like a, it's like a pterodactyl the piece. Well, I figured just based on the fact that you're, you're getting the booster for, for, for actual real health reasons. But, um, I, I think it was just this was just notable, and I think. You know, I I I was, you know, doing what I do and thinking back through this on the way home, and I was like, okay, should I have actually asked every single player that we talked to? And there were seven of them. Isaac Okoro did not talk to the media. He was the eighth one that was scheduled to talk. He was actually on the sheet when we saw when we walked in. He did not talk due to, according to Cavs PR, a non-COVID illness, so he was excused for the day. We didn't see him at all. But, um, you know, I I wondered if it would have been. I I almost wonder if we collectively as the media should have asked everyone if they are vaccinated just because it is like a competitive sports thing. Like it's, I'm not, it's, it just is. But that, that to me, Evan was one of the notable things JB and Kobe said, Kobe's really answered that question. I think, well, I think the quote to Olivia, to quote Olivia Rodrigo, good for you. You could probably ask tomorrow if they're vaccinated because we have a media veil pretty early tomorrow. Yeah. But I, I mean, I'm, I kind of assume that the Kobe isn't like, he's speaking the truth when he's saying like, he, he isn't, you know, again, like whatever, but, um, I, I think the other thing that they said that was notable was just about Colin. I, I guess do you want to go Colin Sexton or Kevin Love to, to talk broader about those topics. Where do you want? Where do you want to well, go? Well, let's talk going. Let's talk going to the nitty gritty real quick. Let's talk more about some like the, something that really stuck out to me. JB is the fact that he more or less admitted that um, the Cavs were a team that was not good at three point shooting, and he said we need to play a little bit. And they're the slow. They're they move slowly on the court as well, and they said they need to play with a little bit more sense of urgency and uh, take and hopefully make more threes. Now, granted, then he followed up by saying that teams that win in this league uh, dominate the paint more than anything. He said talking about we can talk about threes all we want, and that's great, but we should dominate the paint first. But so I think the Cavs might have a similar, somewhat similar out offensive output look next year. 
uh, where they try to get a presence established in the interior through either through Jared Allen or Evan Mobley, and then work their way out to the perimeter. And hopefully their guards, uh, whether it's Ricky Rubio, Darius Garland, even Colin Sexton, find some of the open guys if it's Larry Markin and or somebody else on the perimeter as well. Um, it's just it's just interesting to see like JV is kind of admitted that the Cavs offense was pretty basic and not modern. He wants to play more modern. That's something he actually said explicitly. Like that's encouraging too. And I'm just kind of intrigued to see how he exactly follows through with that because I'm working on a piece for Facebook. And if we're publishing this Tuesday, we didn't talk about it yet. Uh, we'll throw uh, it up Monday. Be, People um, can find it. But the premium listener on Tuesday. Okay. So subscribe to write down Euclid and you'll get it in your feeds tomorrow morning. But, um, the Cavs are banking a lot on their internal development, but I think JV being self-reflective and realizing like there's some issues he needs to still work out the kinks with this Cavs team is is refreshing to hear. Yeah, so I I think um, he said they said the right stuff, and I think you know Jared Allen said. Oh, everyone said the right well, things. Kevin Love said all the right. Well, things. we'll talk about Kevin because his his disposition was was I think a very much eye of the beholder kind of thing. But I I think we should do a whole episode on what JB had to say and kind of dissect that a little bit more because. Because I think there's more to ask him. I think, like, you know, I think tomorrow, like, when he speaks, asking about, like, you know, what he thinks about, um, like, Darius' role in this and stuff, I think will be really worth kind of diving into. And, and something. And I almost feel like we need to ask a little bit more about Colin than was asked about today because it was a very Darius Garland uh, heavy day. And, and you probably need yeah. a little bit more of a kind of balance there. But I, I, it was very notable that he kind of went out of his way to say, like, look, like, we want our guy. We want Garland and Sexton to take more threes. Like we want them to take to be more aggressive in getting up three pointers, and we need to play a certain way. And I, I like I want to see if that holds. I want to see how that bears up. I want to see if there's if some of the offense does evolve in that way. Again, it's the right thing to say media day. He's the diagnosis is correct. I think acknowledging that makes a ton of sense. That playing faster, I think, makes sense too. Let's see where this gets us a month into the season. Let's see where this looks like. Like mm-hmm. we need to, before we're like crowning this, I think I kind of want to see um, where we get to with that. But it, that was notable. And he was, it was a, he basically kind of like without, um, without saying it, it sounded like he, like he wants to move the team to me. It sounded like he wants to move the team more towards like a rim and and like rim slash free throws and three point like very analytic friendly offense like it's not saying like we're, they're not going to take mid-range shots it's obviously a part of Collins bag Darius likes the floater etc but it's the way he's talking about the pain it's like okay like we're going to get to the rim and get free throws but then it's going to loosen things up for threes and kick outs and stuff and we're going to become more efficient yeah. that way so I, if that's like the template i want to see where that kind of takes us but I mean, we got to take a break um, and say, speaking of templates, my man, the template for fantasy basketball is pretty broken. And in 2018, our today's sponsor, Sleeper, realized that games were being won and lost on whose players had more scheduled games that week. It made no sense and required very little strategy. So in 2020, Sleeper released a brand new way of playing fantasy basketball. It's called Game Pick, and it's only available on Sleeper. In Game Kit, and oh my gosh, in Game Pick, owners pick a single game per week for each starter to count towards their team's total score, ensuring an even numbers of games played between opponents. The days of losing because your opponent's players simply had more scheduled games to play in that week are over. The day a mindful, mindless daily busy work are over. The days of giving up halfway through the season because of that busy work also over. 
Forever. In game picks, you pick one game per week for each player based on player matchups, home versus away, opponent's defensive ranking, pace of play, and more. All that adds up to more strategy and less busy work. Whether you prefer Redraft, Keeper, or Dynasty, Game Picks has you covered. Sleeper cracked the fantasy basketball code, and if you play fantasy football, or if you, like I use Sleeper to play fantasy football, or if you prefer building out a weekly strategy versus daily busy work, you're going to love Game Picks. Download the Sleeper app and start a league with your friends today, and you will not be disappointed. Sleeper is a one-of-a-kind. Sleeper's one-of-a-kind game pick is the most strategic fantasy basketball experience in the industry. Also, got to tell you about our friends at Directv who are bringing TV together. Like you, obviously, everyone out there has these issues with TV. You know, you have your cable login, you have your one device that lets you catch the game live. You're checking highlights on your phone, and you're barring your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to gear TV all together, and that's Directv Stream. It brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there is no annual contract. Also, they have Valley Sports Ohio if you're in the Northeast Ohio area, and that matters for Cascades. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at DirecTV.com. That's DirecTV.com. Compatible device required, and your content varies by package. Okay, so let's move on to Colin Sexton because number one, I want to say, well, actually, real quick, I want to note that uh, I just want to say Ricky Rubio, the hair, unbelievable, unbelievable. It's really giving me a run for my money because I said if you put Ricky Rubio, me, you, and Danny Cunningham in the same room, I'd have the second best hair out of the four. Uh, no, I have better hair than you. My my fade's tighter, bro. Can't even see your hair because of how that's, light that's, it is. Yeah, it's just well done. Um, Danny has no hair, so whatever. <laughs> but Rubio's hair is just incredible. The natural oils. I'd say you're, th- you know, like incredibly lush. Like did like the model pose and everything. Like scrunched his yeah, hair and fluffed he's it back. Unbe- like, unbelievable. This guy unbelievable. knows what he's doing. But, so Colin Sexton uh, was, I thought, very engaged in his media in a way that he sometimes. I just thought he was like very. He seemed very happy. Isn't? He seemed very exciting. Yeah. Um. He seemed, he seemed amped. amped, and I, I think specific. I mean, he was asked about his contract, and so was Kobe. Obviously, it's, it's sort of the press, the matter hanging over him right now. It's kind of the most pressing thing for him in terms of what's going on right now. And they both were like, "Look, like um, we're not going to talk about this now. We're not. They're obviously never going to dive into the the numbers and stuff, sort of publicly like that." But what they did, what Colin was like, "Look, my agent and Kobe talk. I'm not going to. I'm going to let him handle that." Um, they like me, all that stuff. Kobe is like, you know, like we, we value Colin, like when I was way to kind of praise him and all that stuff. I guess it's just like interesting that this is like there, there's a kind of a ticking clock on it. Now they were asked about it. The media day, this is, it's sort of one of those things where, you know, you, there's like a, you know, a little less than a month for them to kind of like figure this out. If they're going to get something there, I guess, what did you make of the extension talk with Colin today? I think it's, I, I, there's nothing really of substance. Nothing's really changed. I, I think the Cavs are going to play hardball a little bit and maybe get Colin down to the price range that they want. I think Colin realizes the the gravity of the situation as well, especially if you look at like Dennis Schroeder's contract negotiations. I think that's just a good example of, and I'm saying Colin's a lot better of a player than Dennis Schroeder is, but Dennis Schroeder also gambled on himself after op- turning down an extension offer from the Lakers and, now look, he's playing for next to nothing. Well, not next to nothing. It's more money than uh, well, not locked on Cavs, but the guys of the Chase don't receive in their lifetime. But um, 
I think Colin and his camp want to get an extension done, hopefully before the season. That's kind of what I've gathered just from doing some tea leaf reading on the outside of things. But I think the Cavs want to make it happen too. Like I think everyone's saying all the right things. I just need to see it happen now. Like Colin is fully committed to wanting to be here. He's made it on the record known. Kobe has made it on the record known that the Cavs want Colin to be here long term. Now we just need to see it happen. And I don't know if it'll happen before the uh, deadline, which, like you said, is about a month and even before the season technically gets underway with the preseason. Like, with, like yeah, probably when the season's underway at this point. Um, I don't know if that'll happen then, but I just need to see it to believe it because it could get messy next offseason if things drag out to that point. That's just kind of how Yeah, I JB feel. said he wants him there as well. Colin, um, I, I, it strikes me as that situation is like would rather just kind of have that kind of done. And, and he doesn't seem like a guy who's going to get himself too worried about that. I think Kobe was right in kind of saying, I don't think this is really going to affect Colin. Like, I think uh, if anything, like, you know, Colin doesn't seem like a guy that's going to be too bothered if that's kind of hanging over his head, so to speak. Um, well, we're asked that during a live show. Um, and Kobe is that's the same thing. Do they think or fear that Colin may shoot the Cavs out of games more or less because of his contract situation where he needs to go out there and prove it? Yeah, I mean, Kobe kind of was just like, I, I don't think it's going to affect him, right? Like, I don't think it's going to be something that really kind of yeah. messes with him in any way. And I, I tend to think that's right with Colin. Um, I, I'll be curious to see like if this gets done. It's obviously I think for Colin, like one of the more pressing things for the the immediate future with him and kind of how that works out. I think a fair price would make sense for, for every party involved if you can kind of get it done. Um, you know, and it, it's just interesting that he's like a tier four for him with the franchise. He's one of the longest tenured players with the team. Like that's just such a funny thing to think about when he's up there. He's, you know, I think in a lot of ways, like it's just been cool to see him grow from. I remember just talking to him when he was before he'd even played a game as a rookie and talking to him about like how he used to eat like Skittles before games and stuff. And now he's like a fully grown adult who, um, you know, looked like obviously in phenomenal shape because that's just what Colin Sexton does, but seemed very engaged, very excited he, to be there. He played push from Atlanta back to Cleveland, yeah, allegedly. Uh, yeah, Legend has uh, it. Looked. And back just for good yeah, measure. Uh, looked just to be. I mean, just looked to be like very excited about this year. And like, you know, I, He's, he, I, I don't think it go, it's a crazy thing to say that I think for this season, you know, Mobley, I think obviously has a lot more to say about the future. Um, and we should touch on him very briefly. I thought you were about to say Evan Mobley has a lot to say. I'm like, no, uh, Evan no, Mobley does is a not. very quiet guy. I thought him, him, very him and Lowry, um, had the two I thought most just like get me out of here, like media session vibes. Like Darius kind of said what well, I think. Ricky had the most get me out of their media session because I was going through the audio because we well, kept saying the same thing over and over again. Yeah. He kept saying the same thing over and over again every question, and then my eyes started. But, he, but he's like a good. But he's like, to Chris yeah. Fedor, who's sitting behind us. He's just like Jesus. He's saying the same thing to every question. Yeah, I mean, it, unless it was the Spanish answers, which I cannot translate. Right, but right. But like, I was just like, oh my yeah, god. Yeah, let's just let's just Sexton. I'm curious to hear so this goes. I'm excited for his season. Um, and Garlander, I think could be a ton of fun. Uh, I just look. Do you think the Cavs will let this drag out to the point where it, it it's kind of like an albatross? Like the Kevin Love contract is going to, I think his well, future is going to yeah, be like we'll an talk about speculation yeah, we'll talk until about the deadline passes. But do you think Collins' possible extension, like if he doesn't get one, and then like that's going to be a huge talking point for a while? Do you think the Cavs are trying to nip this in the bud and get it out of the way now so they can just? I mean, I mean, I think if you want to build with Colin, you can find a reasonable number. I think you just do it now. I, I tend to think that there may be there. It just makes sense, I think, for everyone to do business while you can. Um, I mean, I, I remember like yep. a couple of years ago, like Jetty was in the similar situation and Jetty um, 
basically was like, like I asked him immediately, like, do you care about your extension? Like a possible extension not being done now. And he signed a couple of days later, Larry was asked about it. Um, I think he wanted, I can't remember exactly when Larry signed his, but it was like right around media day. Like it's not uncommon for these things to kind of get done around this time. I tend to think that Kevin Love signed well, his yeah, I mean, a bunch of blue collar workers. The, the Kevin Love field house is being remodeled. Event. There's not a lot of parallels I mean, there, the, but the there's Larry, something. it's the rookie, the post rookie skill extension thing with Jetty. And then with Larry, I think is kind of the most apt one. I, I think it makes sense if they can find a number that makes sense. And the, the, what is being said is true that they both sides want to continue to be a partnerships with each other. I think it makes sense for business to get done. Um, Evan, let's take one more break. And I'm going to tell everyone about Let's our friends at Bilt Bar. And I had a Bilt Bar media day. I ate a cookie dough chunk Bilt Bar, which you can still order right now. And look, if you don't know, Bilt Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. They have so many delicious flavors. So there's something for everyone. Uh, my favorite flavor is honestly the cookie dough chunk is kind of unbeatable. But cookies and cream is great. Mint brownie is great. Coconut is great. You can't really go wrong. And if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you get two of each of the nine flavors. Remember, not only Bill Bar is the best tasting bar out there, but they're healthy for you as well. 17, 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty and all healthy. So order today, get that cookie dough chunk, get that double chocolate, get that orange or whatever it is that you like or cook. Evan's favorite cookies and cream. Built Bar is also the official protein bar of the United States track and field team. So remember, go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15. That is LOCKED15, all one word. And you'll get 15% off your order. Again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Okay, Evan, let's wrap up. I just want to touch Mobley. I asked him um, if he was, if he cared if well, you silly Billy, you can't touch Mobley. We had to stay six feet away and wear a mask the whole true. time. Um, I asked Evan Mobley if he cared if he was going to start or if he expected to start. And he kind of just basically said he was going to earn it, kind of gave a non-answer, but didn't like commit to that in any way, shape, or form. I think it's a... I, th- I Well, Larry and Kevin... Well, Kevin said he doesn't care, but Larry said the same thing. Like He's like, I don't care. If yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that's like... I, the one thing I will just say is that guys tend to sometimes care in ways they're not always going to say publicly. Like Will Barton is like the example of that where mm-hmm. he's kind of said it publicly, but like we'll see how that sort of shakes out. Um, I tend to think that we might be in a situation with Mobley where it's like more like LaMelo Ball last year where like he comes off the bench and if he just forces JB's hand, then um, he he could be starting sooner rather than later. I, I think it's a, a question for JB like maybe tomorrow after they've practiced and, and, and something and of that nature just to kind of gauge of it. Um, same thing with like, you know, I, I, wa- I didn't ask it today because I didn't really have the wording in my head, frankly, but I think it'd be fun to ask him about like, okay, like you have Okoro, but then you have these four other guys. Like, what are you looking for in like your backup through? Like what is going to make, make or break, like who's going to get the minutes between Lamar and, and Denzel and, in Windler and stuff and Jetty. So like th- there's that as well, but I, anything, anything for Mobley, just because I feel like, you know, number one, obviously Cavs top pick, very self-spoken guy did not feel like the focus of media day. Like I felt like it was Kevin and Colin and Darius. Yeah. And then even after that, like I thought like Jared kind of held court. Mar Stevens. Cause Bill DeFilippo retweeted me oh, about the it. King, so. The King bill. But like, I, I feel like, like Evan, despite being a top pick, like it wasn't really like a focus of what we were kind of diving into on media day. And like, I mean, I don't think that means anything really, but I guess, did you have any like takeaways from what he had to say? Well, as a fellow Evan, I know we re- re- we always, uh, we're like lasagnas. We're real G's and move in silence. But, um, 
I'm gonna rub, I'm gonna milk this Evan Mobley Evan joke for the longest time because it's put me on edge every time I hear Evan. I'm like, what did I do? Uh, shouts to Cavs, Cavs comms team member BJ Evans, who's like, all right, Evan's done for the day. I'm like, all right, yeah, you, you, guess you, that means you I gotta go, like guys. Talk way, to you yeah. later. To to the audience of no one laughing, so really, really felt my self esteem get crippled then and there. I was even getting a chuckle from Chris because he had a mask on, but I, Chris has like a distinct laugh. It's uh, not Joker esque yet, but I haven't broken up completely and rebuilt him. So, um, other than that, yeah, he's like. <sighs> I mean, it's the same way it was during the draft when I talked with him. It was the same way during summer league when I talked to him. It's he's incredibly shy. I think he's incredibly quiet. It takes a lot to get him going. I think I need to see what he looks like out there on the floor. He's getting rave reviews from people I've spoken to and just things I've kind of heard. I mean, it, heard. It, like, it, it is it, it, it's well. that season too. It, it's that it's, season. It's it's five on none. Uh, some of the coaches are subbing in as extra bodies on defense situations. Like there's not a lot of stock we can take from this until the ball, the games actually matter. So one Cleveland plays Memphis, one Cleveland plays Charlotte, one Cleveland plays Atlanta. Like those first three games, I'm really going to start taking some stock of what Edmund Mobley is and isn't, uh, Jeff Namina, friend of the pod and, uh, Roger Thomas truther. Um, said that we did tamper some of his worries about Evan Mobley, but I just think the expectations shouldn't be too high. And maybe that maybe that's just a good thing on the cast part to kind of make the vibes good. I think um, Kobe made a really good point opening up to that. Evan Mobley is kind of coming into a unique situation where he doesn't have to be a top pick in a highly loaded draft class where he's expected to be the world changer on the for the entire organization immediately. Like he's coming into an organ, a situation where there's multiple young players that can kind of soften the blow for him at times. Cause there's going to be some legitimate growing pains for Evan Mobley because it's just, just how it is for big men in this league. Um, oh, other than that, and then you asked him about weight concerns too. Like, it's going to happen well, over time. He, like he, he kind of squashed any concerns. About yeah. His I mean, it's issues. a long-term thing and he's right about like it being like something he, he needs to like develop kind of over time. But he also did say, um, he's bigger than he was at USC, which is notable. Like I'd be, I'd be curious to see what his listed weight is at. Like I, I know people are like, yeah, him, I'm well, bigger him, after college too. <laughs> uh, him and Jared both said like, we don't have their like weight, like weights, but like, Jared said he's bigger than last year, and Evan said he's bigger than when he finished USC. So I'll be curious to see what those those kind of numbers are. Um, so as as far as Kevin Love goes, I never goes, went to USC, but I thought about it. But yeah, I am bigger after I thought about it. So, um, my, the, my goal of reaching my high school weight is never going to come true. Okay, I think. Okay, that attitude. Just, but Evan, just let's move it. That, that, just that, it's on. a shit okay, passing by. I believe in you. Let's talk about Kevin Love. So what did you just make of Kevin? Like they played, I thought they very much played up like he's a depth piece. We're happy to have him here. He, you know, I don't think he was like surly, but I think he was sort of like, I would say, I wouldn't say surly because he wasn't like other people have said is him not wanting to be here is shit being thrown at the wall. My guy, Let's look at the last three years and then tell me you yeah, still want to be here. I, I think he handled that with tact. I thought he, you know, he got asked directly about Colangelo and stuff. I mean, he the quote that I thought I thought it was gonna get I thought it was gonna get real uncomfy when somebody asked him about his calf. He's like, calf's fine. I'm like, oh boy, we're getting one of the well, these. Yeah, yeah. Early. I mean, I, I here's the two quotes that stood out to me is number one, um, to paraphrase, he basically just said like my my I said someone asked I think it was Spencer Davies asked him about like what what do you think a successful year would be and he basically was like if I can be healthy and, and be playing like I haven't been able to do that in recent years like I would like to just be healthy I think and he, I could believe if I'm healthy I can still play at a high level like I think that was number one and also look listen it's a young team 
that's obviously where this is headed and where this is going. Wherever this ends up, I just want to make sure that at least internally and when we walk into this building, that it's a positive. He was saying the right stuff. I thought JB and he was Kobe kind of, you know, played that line. I, I it's just a remains to be seen thing. It's still just very interesting that he is on the roster. Um, he, you know, he's year fourteen. Like, it, it's just one of those things where it's just still kind of odd that he's there, and it it is what it is. Um, you know, I. I, 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 well, it's not odd that he's here. It's odd that he got this extension. Well, but yeah, yeah but like we're so far past that. It's just like it's just like that. That is what it yeah, is now. It's no longer and, a talking it, point. Yeah. yeah well, if you like compare, if you is, compare but... it to like how like the John Wall thing was discussed at Rockets media, they haven't gone back and like watched the the, the session. But it's like him and Raf, their GM Raphael Stone and John Wall shared the podium together. And John is like, I'm not going to play, but I'm going to be around all year. I'm going to travel. Like I'm going to be a part of like the group, even if I'm not going to be playing in games and, and an active member of this team. So, would you be surprised if they did that with Kevin? Because that's I guess if they headed in that direction, I wouldn't be surprised. And like I don't think that's a bad no. thing. As long as Kevin's being a good company guy, yeah, I, I would like to. I, it'd be interesting to see like him and Kobe, like or him and JB. Like him and JB have a relationship at a deeper level, I think, than him and Kobe do. I don't think that's like a stretch to say. I'd be curious to see like. Well, Kevin really did say it. He said JB. He was JB's uh-huh. rookie when he was in Minnesota. So like they go back in a so way that like him and him and Kobe back. necessarily don't. And I, I would just be curious to see how it would get there. And I, look, if he if he doesn't, if, if that doesn't happen, he's going to play. And I think like he would like to play. And I I think it's just what his role looks like will be just be a fascinating thing. I mean, like is like what how what how is he deployed off the bench? Is he playing sermon only sermon sites? Does he sit up back to back? So like. There's a lot of questions about what that looks like. They talked a lot about depth. Well, he kind of talked about that a little bit when he said, I'm well aware of the fact that, like you said, he's well aware of the fact that this team is transitioning into a younger yeah, phase and moving I, on more or less for him. But he's like, if a guy's like on the hot hand, let's say like Larry Markin is having a hot night or Evan Mobley's having a hot night or Jared or, Allen, or like, it's going to be those three. The or if like Kevin Love's having a night where he's like, I, like, I, I, yeah, Kevin Love, he, he says he's going to have to earn his minutes in this rotation. Like, I think he knows the reality of the situation. Like the Cavs are moving on clearly. And, if he wants to get some serious burn on a night to night basis, he has to earn it and that's fine. Yeah. I mean, I understand that I'm saying, I want to see what the broad strokes look like, like, or sorry, like we know, we know, well, we, I guess we just won't well, know until but, the game. But that's what something. I'm saying. It's like this, the thing with, we know the broad strokes and I, and I think this is the thing with me today. All of this stuff is said. There's a lot of stuff that I think gives us some information, but a lot of this is just like, I need to see 10 games or opening night and then like start like understanding stuff once we get some more like firm game action data points like it, it's the same it's similar to the, what we're talking about the column extension it's like until it happens until it or it doesn't happen or whatever it's sort of impossible for us to know like what this all sort of looks like and where this is headed and everything and like with kevin it's just like we need to see like a him be healthy i think that's obviously the biggest thing here um but also just kind of see like how jb is going to deploy him i i'll be how jb manages the rotation and how he sort of deploys different groups and how he tinkers and stuff throughout the year it's just going to be really interesting because like they're they're ta- and and they were so positive about the depth up front and i thought the the questions were very positive about the depth up front like we need to see that too it's like mobley might struggle out the gate like love has injury issues and um and and all of that like lowry has has had his injury issues as well and um like it's kind of like you know i think his the data and his history would show you that like if he's gonna add if he's gonna score like in the post and stuff like that's gonna be something that is new to his game this year and like we need to see how jared you know see what yeah. he's gonna shoot some threes and 
Like, I, I want to see what that looks like. Like, there's just, like, a lot I need to see with that before I'm, like... Like, they have bodies that are good, and they have, like, some name brands there, right? But, like, I need to see, like, yeah. what that all actually, I think, looks like in practice before I'm just, like, yes, the Cavs have good front court depth. I kind of just want to see what all of this... Like, they, it's... My biggest thing, I think, with the Cavs, like, I, I'm willing to, like... I'm, more I think, more in on Sexton now than I was, like, even, like, a month ago, just kind of thinking about what he is. I'm in a Garland. I'm in on a Coro. Like, I love a lot of these pieces. Jade, they said all the right stuff today. I think we just need to like see it in a month. And today, today is yep. just like wetting the beak of, of us getting into covering this team this year. I think. Yeah. I think it's going to be a very interesting season. Um, we're going to have to wrap this up pretty soon here, but I think, I think Jared Allen is like probably the most candid, most candid cavalier, on candid, the but like, like but pretty- succinct in what he was saying. Succinct. Yeah, like he everything he said had a meaning to it. Um, like it, it was good. Like he had good answers to all the questions. Like you asked him, do you think you want to take more threes? He's like, Well, all modern big men today want to take more threes. It's just kind of the way things are going. But he's like, Yeah, that's something I want to work into my repertoire a little more. And I think like out of all the quote unquote vibe guys today, I like Jared Allen's vibe the most when he's just like, whether it's a video game or whether it's electronics or whether it's basketball, I just want to give my all. And like, it was never about money for him when signing an extension. It's just something we've always said. Something I heard from the onset is like Kobe publicly saying like, Oh, we want, there's a reason like you asked Kobe about this, like Chris Manning over here, just getting all the good I, answers. Uh, look, here's the thing. Here's just a very basic fact about me. When I ask a question, I wanted to, I, ju- I gen, one. no, well, I don't always think I ask good questions. Like I fumble the Jared questions. Like it happens. My general rule of thumb is like, if I feel like I already know the answer to a question, I think it is dumb to answer. I are dumb to ask. That's like, I just want to ask questions. So the entire Darius Garland media available. I had that conversation. Go check out Chris's interview from summer in Las Vegas. And he said the same stuff, including the height question. Pretty much. I, I even asked the height question. I didn't put it in and the he article. Gave you the he same gave answer. me the same answers. So go read my piece at Uprox. Put it in the show notes, Chris. Uh, let's put a pin yeah. on this conversation. Oh. We'll be Summer, back tomorrow I feeling to fresh. Him. Where? Summer League. That's right. Doing the work. Chris cooked in the Vegas sun during Summer League. survived the smoke warning so we could record a podcast outside of that arena. Lest we forget. You don't see the y'all chase must, down doing y'all that, do you, y'all folks? Y'all must have forgot that I'm out here working. But anyway, that's going to be it. So yeah, thanks for checking us out as always on YouTube. Like Chris said at the top, if you're a regular listener to this show, why the heck aren't you subscribed to us? Yeah, you can look at our beautiful faces. Me in a more dressed down scenario. Chris still wearing what he wore to media today. Today he should have just kept the pass around his neck too. Uh, yeah, um, I, yeah. I'd see TBH. You know, yeah, not my favorite Cavs media looking pass of all time. Just gonna say it. Well, you know. Th- they're still adapting to a post-COVID world with us in it. And we're back to Zoom tomorrow, though. We'll see if there's actually any immediate attendance. I have my doubts because of the six-feet rule. But, yeah, check us out. Check us. Subscribe to us. Uh, check out Chris's piece at Dime. Subscribe to me or Facebook's right down Euclid. Subscribe to Chris anywhere you want him to subscribe at. And we will be back tomorrow with more Media Day chatter, maybe some reacts to uh, media availability tomorrow for the first day of training camp. So That's right. We'll talk more. I think the JB offense is something we're definitely going to dig into a ton. Again, smash that subscribe button, and we'll talk till tomorrow.